Hey, hi, welcome to the whole podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And joining me today is my very special friend, Becky Alcantara. Say hi, Becky. Hello, I'm Becky Alcantara. I'm the author and co founder of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. And you know who faces life's challenges, Becky? All of us. All of us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, like, not one of us is immune from that, can avoid it. You know, even the people that feel like, because I, I know someone, I'm married to her, but I'm not going to mention any names. They they feel like they feel like um, like they're super even keeled and nothing bothers them and blah, blah, blah. But in fact, like, we all have life's challenges. Mm-hmm. It's just that some of us doesn't look like the other people. It doesn't look like the traditional way that we think right. life's challenges look. We all face or avoid life's challenges That's it. in very distinct ways because we're all individuals made up of all of our different circumstances, experiences, choices, and self-awareness, knowledge. I, there's so many factors that play into that. And so, no, we don't look the same. Uh, there's some similarities because we're still humankind. And so we're similar in a lot of ways. Our stories have similar undertones and narratives, but it's not exactly the same. So one person's response, one person's reaction is going to be different than another's given the situation, right? So it's just important for us to understand that that's who we are and how we're made up and what we're prone to and what we're triggered by so that we can make the choices that make us proud of ourselves um, and kind to others. I feel like, and I'm, I'm not trying to pick on my wife right now. That's just kind of like a half a joke. But the the truth of the matter is that there are people that don't feel like they have a problem mm-hmm. and they feel like everyone else has the problem mm-hmm. because they feel like everyone else must be built like I'm built because they're human and I'm human. And so we're all built the same way. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand why this is such a problem for you guys. It's not a problem for me. Why is it a problem for you? And so I feel like the sooner you can come to the realization that you know, we all have life's challenges. The sooner you can start fixing that, right? right? That that maybe you can be a better person to your person or a mm-hmm. better person to yourself. Yes. You know, and so by not addressing these things, you're just putting off the inevitable. Mm-hmm. And some people put it off their whole lives. Like right. they'll, they'll go to the grave. I was just having a conversation that, you know, everything that's uh, seeded and planted and rooted in us comes up. Everything bears fruit at some point. What's going to come up? Is it good fruit or is it tainted, wounded, hurt, um, fruit, poison fruit, right? Like yeah. What's what's going to sprout? And I want to know, I want to do the work to know what's going to come up in times of pressure or stress. Um, and I want to know that's going to be a good thing that's going to be given to others around me uh, because the people who are around me are the people I love the most. Yeah. And so uh, I don't want any surprises. And the only way not to have surprises is to Gain a better understanding of yourself and what is it that's influenced you and what is it that's in your garden that's that's going to pop up one day. Uh, someone uh, I was just talking to talked about, you know, I don't like being angry, but when we don't actually acknowledge our anger, then it ends up coming up at some point anyway, but it erupts rather than comes up to provide the resolution that anger can provide yeah. for us. Um, so, I mean, really, you're just setting the stage for what we're talking about today, which is relationships and conflict. Mm. Uh, we all have conflict in our lives. Uh, relationships are the best thing and they're the greatest joy and the greatest pain of our lives, right? Yep. Depending on how aware you are and how much work you've done on yourself and then how much work the other person that you're in relationship with has done themselves. So it's a combination. We're all responsible for ourselves and bringing our best selves to 
the relationships that we're in, the question is, have you? Right. So just as much as, you know, we opened up talking about how, you know, Journey to Wholeness and the whole podcast is always about helping you face life's challenges because we're all going to face life challenges. Unless you're living under a rock on a desert island in the middle of the ocean, Mm -hmm. you're in a relationship and you're going to have conflict. Yeah. Even if you are on a desert island, uh, just like Tom Hanks, I mean, there was Wilson. And really that relationship was with himself. What was he saying to himself? How was he encouraging himself? How was he treating himself, right? Sure. And so even if you're on a desert island, there's some dialogue, there's some narrative, there's something going on inside of you. Um, are you living your best life or are you feeling like every day is a pain? Yeah, yeah. What's our What's our textbook definition of conflict? So conflict is basically a disagreement through which... Uh, Somebody perceives a threat to their needs, interests, values, or goals, right? So I have a need, I have an interest, I hold a value, I have a goal that you uh, don't fit into right now. Uh, I'm perceiving that there's a threat to it because you're thinking differently, uh, feeling differently, your values are different than mine are. Conflict comes in when there are unmet needs or desires. So I have a need that needs to be met. I have a desire of how I want to see my world and uh, yours doesn't match up to mine. Now I have to decide how are we going to deal with that now. And we have a choice always on how we interact and how um, we respond when conflict arises. Um, The question is, are we making the best choices because we've done the work to understand ourselves and the situation, or are we allowing ourselves to get emotional about it and allowing that emotion to cloud our judgment when it comes to resolving conflict? Because the goal with conflict is to resolve it, right? Uh, Just like all the topics we talk about, if something's coming to our attention, then it needs to be addressed so that we can come to a resolution how you're responding to conflict right now, is that helping you come to resolution mm. or is that impeding your resolution? Yeah. For me, I feel like, you know, I, I always forget what Enneagram I am. What am I? What Enneagram? I think you're a seven. Yeah. I feel like the four and two are in there too somewhere. Okay. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, but I feel like the kind of person that I am, and I'm not sure if this is true of all sevens then, mm-hmm. but like, you know, conflict to me looks uh, mad mm. and angry mm-hmm. and confrontational. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, Something I want to avoid, right? right? I'm the I'm a path of least resistance sort of fella, right? Right, because I want everyone to love me. I want everyone to be my friend, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, uh, besides being you know the author and founder of Journey to Wholeness, Becky's also the comptroller, yeah, <laughs> uh, finance person, you know, at mm-hmm. the place where we work, mm-hmm. and so. Um, even comptroller makes it feel like I'm about to get into some conflict. Right? I feel like just someone who's a comptroller, like I'm going to have conflict with that person, right? And so you can't see it because we don't video this, but I got receipts because I have to do my expense report, which is way overdue. But so there's going to be conflict there. But it, like even like when I think about the the conversations that you and I have, not about me, but about like relationships that we have mm-hmm. with people in our community, right? Like and, and there's there's conflict that's going to happen, right? Because there's mm-hmm. differences, right? And mm-hmm. for me, I don't want anything to do with that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's one relationship that we have that I'm like, I don't want to be part of this conversation because I don't ever want this to get in the way of my relationship with this person. Mm. Like I'm friends with this person. And so I don't want min- money or business or contracts mm-hmm. or payments or dues or anything, right. have anything to do with it because, yeah. you know, because I want to avoid conflict. Yeah. I want to avoid confrontation, but conflict can be healthy. I don't know what that looks like. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I Let's have no idea what help Talk com- about that. I think like conflict is a great focus like in any movie, right? Because there's like climactic uh, 
interactions, right? right? And so we've witnessed conflict in probably the most extreme versions. Uh, conflict doesn't make the news unless it is in its extreme version, right? There's something noteworthy and something abnormal about what occurred. So now we're reporting on it. Very few and far between are the good stories of this mm. is how someone had a conflict and they resolved it peacefully and with love and everyone hugged and moved on, right? right? That's not as noteworthy. Uh, that's not as, I don't know, attention grabbing as uh, focusing on conflict that has gone awry. So healthy conflict leads us to resolution or reconciliation. Unhealthy conflict escalates and leads us to hurt, frustration, guilt, shame, fear, etc. Um, and really what we need for a healthy com or a healthy resolution to conflict is for both sides to be collaborative in the problem solving. Now, right there, you might be going, okay, let me just shut this off right now because that'll never, ever happen. And yet it takes that first person. You can be the catalyst to that motion going forward, but it takes one person choosing. It's kind of like the love dare, right? Someone had to choose to do that first uh, in the wake of uh, the the stream going in one direction, right? So you say, it, I, I go for the path of least resistance. We all do. Actually, our brain is wired that way. And yet at some point, something stirred you up for that conflict that made you say, no, the world is not as it should be. I'm conflicted. There's conflict here and something needs to be addressed. We need some resolution. And I'm not going to be satisfied and I'm not going to be at peace until that happens. And so our peace is worth fighting for, but what are the tools that you're using to fight, right? Are we using, uh, there's a book I recently read, are we using uh, the the tools and the weapons of Cain to fight for that conflict resolution? Mm. Or are we using the tools and the weapon that Christ um, came and modeled for us? And who whose method turned out best? And we know the answer to that, right? He came and modeled it for us. And yet, can we engage in that? And can we be aware enough of what it is inside of us that's causing the conflict so that we can settle down the emotions of it and then communicate that effectively so that we do have some resolution? So two things apply here. Um, what's the heart of the matter? Like what's at the root of why there's conflict in your life right now or in you right now? Or you perceive there's going to be conflict rising. And if you're afraid to engage in that, then what? why is that? Have you had bad experiences or have you seen bad experiences or do you just know, not know how to walk in that place, right? Because we just need those steps sometimes, one, two, three. And then what's your perspective, right? So how do I view conflict? And if I can view conflict as something that brings good to my world and that helps us to live in a better place together, then I need to do that, right? I'm living this life and we only get one. And so I can live in um, avoidance of conflict and live in, you know, fear or anger or disappointment, or I can learn how to take the steps of conflict resolution so that we can get somewhere and then we can enjoy this life as peacefully and joyfully and happy as possible. You know, in real life, we're coming up on the holiday season mm -hmm. and I'm not really sure when you're listening to this, but, um, I'm reminded of um, one of the characters in it's a it's a it's a movie that a lot of people argue about, and so it's the Polar Express, which is a fantastic book, yes. right? And so the movie gets a lot of ribbing because 
I feel like Robert Zemeckis really couldn't nail the humanity in people's faces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he really couldn't get his artists to nail it. And so the everyone looks kind of like this sort of dead, sort of dead eyed the whole time. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm talking about, there's this little boy who lives in the same town as the main character, Billy, mm-hmm. lives in kind of like, maybe like kind of like a kind of a dumpy part of town, mm-hmm. right? And and Billy doesn't know if he wants to get on the train and finally gets on the train, spends a lot of time by himself. And so they they dig deeper over the course of the movie, like what, you know, what's Billy's problem? And so, and Billy always says, Christmas just never works out for me. Yeah. It just never works out for me. Mm-hmm. And like, he just keeps going over and over. And that like, boy, does that ring deep mm-hmm. with me? So when I think about my problem with conflict, I think like, Conflict never works out for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like I never, and it's not even like at first I want to say because I never win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and it's not even about winning. It just like, I just it just never works out. Mm-hmm. I either I either don't win or I lose or I lose altogether. Like the whole thing falls apart. Mm-hmm. Like whatever whoever I'm having a conflict with, they're not my person anymore. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about conflict and my aversion to conflict, you know, I think yeah, you know, I've had a conversation. Uh, not that long ago with my wife, like, listen, I would, I would rather give up everything that we're conflicting about mm. than, than have this conflict with you. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I'd rather give up the rights to everything than to have this conflict. Right. It doesn't mean enough to me. The, the, you had a list of things that lead us to conflict. And I felt like one was like expectations that are unmet. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a way that I wanted something to go and it's not going that way. Right. And so now we have conflict. Yeah. Right. I would rather surrender all rights to that than to have conflict mm-hmm. because conflict never works out for me. I'm Billy with mm-hmm. those like dumpy rubber boots, right? Trying to like mm-hmm. make it through, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, there, there's, I guess there's degrees, right? We probably could draw out a chart. There's some things that we do have to come to a point where we look at it and go, is this, is this something I need to let go of? Is, am I arguing on a point that doesn't hold significance? Uh, it's not, uh, oh gosh, is this something, I'm, there's a saying like, is this something I'm going to remember on my deathbed, right? Is this one of those like make it or break it? Like, is this right. one of those pivotal moments? And I should actually engage in this conflict because I need a resolution that I can live with? Or is this something really that is insignificant and I'm not going to remember even why we started having conflict or arguing about it? Right. right? Yeah. I feel like some people will talk about like, will this matter an hour from now? Yes. Will this matter tomorrow? Mm -hmm. You know, if this isn't going to matter tomorrow or next week, Mm-hmm. Let it go. And then people yeah. also talk about, is this the hill I want to die right, on? Right. And also the perception of like, sometimes we do believe it is, right? We think that the thing that we're having that conflict about has much more weight than it does, or we've put much more hope in that. And we've talked about that last week or last time we were together on disappointment. Where have I put my hope, right? And so I feel like I need to fight this to the death. I have to win this argument, this conversation, because. I put all of my hope in that. So I have to have an awareness of what is it I believe? What is it I look to? If I feel or find that I'm really emotionally charged about something and it's disproportionate really to will it matter tomorrow or in an hour uh, in the grand scheme of things, then I really need to look at what is it that I believe is actually going to happen. And we talk about this quite often. What is at the root of this? Because we talk about anger and a lot of emotions being the secondary response. So I am angry and in conflict and worked up right now, and I need to resolve that for sure. 
But there's something at the root of that that caused that. I was triggered in some way that I believe this holds more significance than it actually does. Mm. And so what we need to know in conflict is we first need to de-escalate that, right? We need to take a breath, like just like you tell your kids, go get a timeout. Like you have to get a timeout yourself sometimes to understand what it is you're feeling, what it is you're worried about, what it is you're fearful of, um, because you shouldn't walk away with those things. But sometimes those things need to be resolved within you and not within the context of the relationship you're in. Yeah. No, I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that because I I love that you just touched on anger because like, again, for me, conflict is synonymous with anger. And and we, we just had a, um, I was just in a meeting with a bunch of dudes and we were talking about how we need to start dismissing anger, even as an emotion, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like if conflict revolves around anger, then the anger isn't the thing, right? You know, like you said, you refer to it as a secondary yeah. factor. Right. And so like, just because somebody makes us angry doesn't mean that that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. not the root of it. Mm-hmm. Like there's something else there. Mm-hmm. And so that's the evidence or that's the, how right. to, my friend Sean referred to it as an indicator. Yes. Like he said, if the check engine light in your car comes on, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people will like be mad at the check engine light, mm-hmm. but the check engine light, that's not the problem. No. In fact, you don't even know the problem until you take it to an ASE certified right. mechanic who plugs in right. his little computer thing and says, Oh, that's an error code P R five, five, zero one nine. Yeah. Right. And then that's, that's the root. Now think about that. You're inconvenienced by that. So that's all like, that's going to set you off a little bit, but then you become fearful about it. Right. And what are you actually fearful about? So now you don't want to take it to the mechanic because I don't know what he's going to find. How right. much is this going to cost? And it might've been something very minor that you don't take care of. So now you prolong it and now you right. hang on to it and now you let it go on. And now it has become a big issue. Right. Because now that PR 55089L, now that affects ZP55679, right? right? Now that's a, that is a bigger issue. Yes. So what we want to do with our check engine lights though, our anger mm-hmm. is sometimes we just want to like put some black electrical tape over it so we don't even <laughs> see it, right? So right. that's how I'm going to fix the problem. Right. And how many things that we do with that in our life where we want to avoid conflict or trouble so much that we'll mm-hmm. put electrical tape over it. We won't open mm-hmm. our bank statements. We won't, you know, I don't know, check right. our spouse's phone. We won't like, we'll right. do all these things to avoid what we feel like might be this big giant, yeah. you know, huge problem. Right. You know, that's that we're creating in our head. Right. So we'll avoid conflict and not yeah. address what the real issue might be. Mm-hmm. And really it's just a matter of, oh, that one 88 cent fuse is out. Right. That's what our check engine light comes on. That's so good. Looking away and avoiding it doesn't bring any resolution. It actually amplifies what's there, right? Because God created us in a way that he is not satisfied. He is not okay with you living in this subpar existence. And so it's going to keep trying to get your attention. The light keeps going off. The bell keeps dinging. You need to address this before it actually becomes a problem and starts bleeding into other areas. And so if there's conflict, hallelujah, like, There's conflict. Let's talk about what it is that our heart's desires are. Let's talk about what our fears are. Let's put it on the table. Let's pull the curtain back and take a look at the little wizard behind the curtain who I've been fearing and allowing to scream into my life like a storm instead of going out and saying, quiet down. Let's look at what's really here and address it, right? What is the root 
of the conflict I'm in. And that's the first thing that conflict gives us an opportunity to do. It brings red flags to our attention. There's something trying to get your attention right now. Something is not as it should be, whether that's within you, in your world, or in the world around you, right? Or in between us, in our relationship. And so we don't need to call everything good and the same, but we do need to acknowledge when there are differences, right? Because if I love you, Uh, And even if I don't, I need to at least show you kindness and respect the dignity of the person that's before me that God created, Mm -hmm. right? And so I may not agree on your political view or what you hold more important or where you point your resources, right? I don't need to, but I need to acknowledge that there is a heart behind that. There are concerns and fears and there's a love behind that. And you may express it differently than I do. But when I can see the heart behind it, the heart is the matter. Where is my heart? How? What is the condition my heart is in? But I need to understand your heart because when you express it in a different way, and I think, I believe, I assume that it's because you don't believe in the things I do, then I do you a disservice as a person. If I understand that your heart is similar to mine, but we express it in a different way, I may not agree with how you express it versus how I express it, but I understand your heart now and yeah. that maybe we're trying to achieve the same thing just on two different roads. And that's okay because we're all made unique and individual. If we were all on the same road, it'd be a pretty boring life. We all are made individually with with, uh, distinct gifts and talents and abilities and resources to contribute to the wholeness of the world that we live in, to the wholeness of the body of Christ that we abide in, right? And to maintain that, we have to have consideration for each other. So what is the conflict of the heart that exists here. Um, too often we want to talk about the symptoms of, well, if this wouldn't happen, then this would have happened. And if this happens, then I think this would happen. But let's like go a little deeper. Like, why is it that you want that to happen? Why is it that you choose to do that in this way? I may not agree with it, but if I can get to the heart of it, then I can see you through the eyes of Christ and the dignity of the person and appreciation of a beautiful creation that's right before me that I get to have relationship with and I get to do life with Mm. uh, in this context. And as I say this, I think of, you know, the many times I have someone coming to me after a journey or before a journey to wholeness class and they're like, okay, the holidays are coming up and I just can't with my, you know, whoever the relation, you know, the relative is. And uh, we're we're just going to go there and I'm going to cry after because I, you know, it's just so stressful and I'm, they're like waiting for that pressure point moment where it gets uncomfortable and someone gets angry and stomps off. But why is that? I think um, what we can really do, I love doing is like, just observe like the interactions that are going on around the table, right? And I'm looking for now, I'm looking for Christ in you. Like I'm looking for good in you because I believe there's good in all of us, right? Whether that's been scarred or marred by my experiences and your experiences and how you've decided to do things in protection or defense of the vulnerable parts of yourself, I need to consider um, and just see what the interaction is. Because then we can start to do the work of changing some of those conversations and narratives and how they go. What are we focusing on that maybe we should focus on instead so that we can come to common ground? Because when we come to common ground to resolve the conflict, then we can move forward and do something proactive um, and something good in this world. Yeah, I really feel like it's an it's a it's an important piece of conflict. You had talked about observing, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 so like that makes me feel like I'm behind the glass, right? And I'm watching you, right. you know. But that's not what I necessarily when I think about conflict. It's not about 
to effectively work through conflict. Mm -hmm. It's an important piece, not just to make sure that you're heard, but that you hear. Yes. Because if all you're trying to do is be heard, right? That, that conflict is, there, there's only, there's only three legs on that stool, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, you're taking one leg off and now it's just going right. to fall apart. It's just a sounding board. You're right. just talking on a megaphone. Right. Yelling into a barrel. Right. You know, so like you, not only, sure, it's important that you're heard, but it's also important that you hear because you need to start, the whole premise on conflict and conflict resolution is the fact that you both get through it yes. without damaging what you have together. Yes. And for some of us, that's a marriage, right? For some of us, that's just friendship. For some of us, that's aunt and niece-ness. And some of us, you know, it's just your strangers or your mm-hmm. your coworkers or whatever. There's there's right? There's something yeah. that you have to get through. And so yeah. now it's a matter of doing some math. Mm-hmm. And so now if 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 you know how you feel. You have to take the time to understand how they feel so you can assign value to that. Right. Right. And now you do the math. Well, here's what this equation looks like. And so if you could do it more scientifically rather than emotionally, (laughs) because as soon as you start tying emotions in, now you're angry, right? Or now something's unfair and the math isn't adding up in your benefit. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work out for you, Mm -hmm. right? Or whatever. Now, now there's a problem. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's. That certainly is a huge problem if all you're doing is trying to be heard. Right. Yeah. And on, most conflict comes from a misunderstanding of communication. So you may have said something that I understood or I perceived or I received in a way that was filtered through my past hurts, wounds, uh, my weaknesses, my fears. And so you may not have even said what I thought you said. (laughs) And so we have to remember we're stewarding hearts. I love that you said that. Like we have to get past the motion and do like the transaction and the accountant in me just like leaves. I'm like, yes, let's do a T graph and like do the pros and cons list. But also the, let's, uh, let's list that out because this we're all made different. So you 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 said you're a seven, and there's some people on the enneagram, uh, or who are just built this way that they enjoy they enjoy the adrenaline from conflict and yes. a discussion or argument or a debate on something. And there's others who do not, based on one their makeup or two their experiences. Right? This experience is telling me there's danger in my world, and I don't enjoy it. Just like there's some people who enjoy roller coasters, and others of us who have had enough organs removed that we do not because our organs flip around, right? What is that experience for that person based on what they have experienced in life? And that's what we have to be cognizant of, first of all, is that, you know, what, what, how am I stewarding this person's heart? If I need to steward my own heart well, because we're in relationship, I want to steward your heart well too, because I want to stay in this. I don't want to damage or stomp on, I don't want to be King Kong or uh, what is that? Uh, horse a donkey in a china shop there's a saying that goes like that bull in a china shop (laughs) thank you any of those animals would not be good in a china shop yeah i just thought of the kicking (laughs) (laughs) and so uh, that's not my goal here my goal is to come to some resolution reconciliation and like you said the first thing that we do in that respect is we listen it's the first step of actually resolving conflict and then the second step is listen uh and then the third step is listen because we need to repeat and we need to clarify why because what you said may not even be what i heard like the words are the same but the meaning behind the words are different that's why we start every journey to wholeness um class and every whole podcast with defining the term that we're talking about because let's get on the same page first about what we're talking about i might be fighting for something that holds much more weight by how I defined the term you just used than what you are. 
And so now I'm much more engaged and emotional about it because I feel like you're attacking a value or a sentiment or or, or a, something in my world that is not um, negotiable. And you weren't, you didn't even mean that when you use that term, right? Yeah. Maybe we should be better at the English language. I don't know. But it really has to do with our uh, experiences. What does that word, that concept, that phrase mean to me? When I say to you a certain pair of words, what does that mean to you? Uh, a friend of mine, when I would, he'd say, um, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm fine. For him, that was the lowest denominator of good. Mm. For me, it was everything is well and good in my world, right? And yeah. so how I use the word is different than someone else. And so maybe someone in an argument says to you, fine. Well, maybe that triggers you because that's the lowest denominator. And so you're implying to them from their perception that this is the lowest denominator place we could be. And you're offended by that. Right. And yet that's not what they meant in that for them, they meant everything as well. And good. Yeah. so really clearly you can see like, first of all, we don't even speak the same language. Just like run on that assumption that we have to redefine everything so that we understand even what we're in conflict about. Yeah. I love that you went there because I feel like that's a really big part of it for me in, in my growth and in my own journey mm -hmm. is, is taking the time. Like if I'm in conflict, right? <clears throat> I've begun to say words like, this is what I hear you saying. Yes. Because, I, you know, it might not even be what you said, but this mm -hmm. is what I heard. And so this is what I'm operating out of. Mm -hmm. And so if this is not what you meant, or this is not what you said, let's, let's work out this translation or this, or yes. this, or the, where we're missing here, mm -hmm. that this is what this word means to you. And this mm -hmm. is what that word means to me. Let's come to an understanding here because what you're saying is, this is how I'm hearing it. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where conflict can be overcome just in that. Right. right. Like, oh, I had no idea. No one's going to say that. First, they're going to like yeah. scream. Right. <laughs> but, you know, later they'll right. say, never even thought of it that how you would take it that way or right. never would have thought that that's what you were thinking or that's right. what you meant by. Yeah. Or that's what you were in. That's what you expected. Yeah. Like, I just never expected. Think of how you even uh, kind of respond when someone says uh, something like that to you. So you said, no, I didn't say yeah, yeah. that. Right? Yeah, you did. Right? right. So I'm even getting louder because you could tell I've been in that conversation. Right. Yep. And instead, I go. You said, "Okay, what do you? Th what did you think I said to you when I said this?" Well, you're saying that none of this matters to you. Blah blah blah. Oh, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I'm sorry if that's how you receive that. Right. Here's what I meant by that. I absolutely don't believe in that, and I'm sorry that was even implied. Right. But it takes it. It takes a. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, monumental self-control right? and like, and like <laughs> abandoning pride. Yeah. So many of us go into conflict right. needing to win needing or needing to, to be win. right. Right. You right. know what I mean? Or, or needing for them to be wrong somehow. Mm -hmm. And again, this goes to, this is indicative of a whole nother, this is a check engine yes. light. Yeah. There's a whole nother bailiwick of stuff at the root there. But mm -hmm. you like, you, you it take, you have to swallow your pride a little bit and saying, I'm sorry. I never, ever meant to say that. Right. And as soon as you can find yourself to be disciplined enough or mature enough yeah. or care enough about the relationship that mm -hmm. we're talking about to say, I'm sorry, I never would have thought or I didn't, you know, like yeah. it takes a lot to get there. Yeah. But once once you are, then then effective communication can happen. Absolutely. And that's why it's the listen, listen, listen. And when I mean, when I say listen, 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 it's not this passive action. What it is, is first I'm going to listen to what you're saying. And in my head, I'm going to be making all of these like tabulations on actually what I think you're saying to me. Right. And then the second thing I'm going to go is I'm going to do this. Okay. So you're saying, let me make sure I I'm hearing you right. Did you say this? You're saying this, this, this. Yes. Okay. So when you say that, what do you mean? 
by that. Now, in this process, we can get really, if we're emotional, we can get really frustrated. Yes. What are you meaning? I don't you understand the things that I'm saying to you right now? <laughs> I'm speaking English, aren't I? Yes, but we have all kinds of shades and myriads of what that means to each of us. And so I want to clarify. And what we have to make sure we don't do is one, that we don't make assumptions, right? So if I say to you, um, oh, no, I never meant to say that. Oh, yes, you did, right? What did I just do? I made yep. an assumption and I filled in the narrative. Yep. So I actually have to listen to what you're saying. So I have to trust that your intentions are not what I assumed when I first heard you that triggered me in the first place. Right. And so when I say listen is that not only do we need to listen and we need to understand the perspective, I also need to trust that this other person has my well-being in mind, that they want to be in this relationship and they want goodness here, but we're getting triggered for some reason. Let's slow it down and stop making assumptions and filling in the narrative. Because when we're in conflict, part of the the thing that for me is self-preservation, mm. right? So like, I want to, like, again, I want to get my way. I want to win. I want to, I want to prove that I'm right. Mm -hmm. And so all the things that I'm going to do to this narrative are going to help support my own argument. Right. And so however you say something, I'm going to turn it yeah. So that it approves my argument. Right. And some of us are really good. Yeah. Really good. Fast-minded, right? Quick-witted. Really clever. Yep. Yeah. Great words. Yeah. Right? Word Super smiths. snarky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We can turn it on a dime. And that's not fair to the people that we love. So yep. you can tell both of us are pretty good at the arguing thing yep. or at least yep. pride ourselves on it. And yet I had to acknowledge um, that it, it was like the Proverbs woman um, who knocks down her house. Like the wise woman build up her house and yeah. the foolish woman knocks down her house. And so in me winning, what was I losing at? Yeah, I was it. losing at quite a bit and I felt it, right? Like the foolish, prideful person with their imaginary uh, trophy at the end of the fight and everything's in a shambles and people right. are crying and we're hurt and we're farther away from each other than when we began. Great job. Put that yep. on the trophy. Like, what did you right. actually win? And so what am I trying to accomplish here? If I'm coming into relationship, I'm coming to a place, a home, an environment where I want to see these people. And these are people I call family or friends or people I do life with, people I do this journey of life with. Then what am I doing? Like, how are we approaching this? Are we trying to help and build each other up? Uh, are we trying to understand each other more? Uh, or are we just in it to protect our vulnerability and our fears and our worries? Because when we go and we're adamant about winning, right? What is it that you're winning? You're winning a protection of something you think is at risk. What is it at risk? Do you really believe these people that you're engaging with want to rob you of those things? Maybe you do. And so then we have to assess, well, what are the relationships I'm in, right? And uh, uh, is this someone who pours into me and has my well-being and best interest in mind? And if right. not, then maybe we're not actually in a right. relationship. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it's okay to want something, right? Yes, it's okay to it want, is. you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so like, it's not a matter of like, you know, like I we talked about surrendering all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's not a matter of that, mm -hmm. right? But it, But it's a matter of like, wanting to bring that person along, right. right? So whether it's your coworker or your spouse or the man on the street, mm -hmm. right? Like you, it's about caring enough to want to bring them along. Right. And so again, it's not about convincing your way, but it's not no. about acquiescing to their way, but it's about like coming to a place where, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, again, doing the transaction, right? Mm -hmm. The T chart where like right. there's, you know what I mean? There's a way there's, there's a, way. a way. Yeah. So it, 
here's the second thing that conflict gives us opportunity for is it gives us questions to ask. Because if I believe your intentions or your priorities are different than mine, then I need to ask some questions about that, right? I want to understand you better. Uh, and then if someone's behavior, so you talked about um, some of the things that we say and the emotions we engage in, but like sometimes we can perceive behaviors as being uh, dismissive or they don't show that that person has regard for us and there can be conflict with that as well. And so what we need to do is look at what behavior is that person engaging in and is there something behind it, right? There's a system of response there that helped a person to cope with something that they're engaging in right now because they perceive themselves being a threat. Remember, that's what conflict is, right? Something at, is being threatened that I hold with value. And so I have to, if I see there's a high emotion or behavior or body language that tells me that someone is in protection mode, right. then I have to assess what am I engaging in right now? What is this doing to that person? And what might be present that they we've just triggered right and so uh if you're not self-aware enough to do that for yourself like first like work on that for yourself understand what triggers you what your fears are what your worries are uh, what are the the narratives that you tell yourself but then in relationship and that's what we're talking about conflict today because that's where we find a lot of our conflict is that look at the people you love around you if you see that this uh, gets them very upset, it might be time to ask questions. Hey, I notice that when we talk about this topic, you really get worked up. Like, what what is going on there? Are you okay? What are you worried about? What can I help with? Sometimes it's a matter of one phrase or one word. Like, don't use that word because in my past, this is what happened related to that word that you use. And so it does trigger me. Mm. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, you're right. It does take some work, right? It takes some, like, let me acknowledge that I'm not perfect perfect, first of all, yeah. and that there are things that have influenced me that I might not be aware of, but that you in relationship with me and out of love can go, hey, I've noticed this pattern or this thing that seems to come up in you. And it, it's really hard to watch because I see that it really hurts you or bothers you. So let's work on that. What is the root? What's really happening? Why are you really upset yeah. right now? And that is such an act of love. Like it just makes a space for what we talked about earlier in that reigning in of, okay, now I'm I don't have to work on assumption anymore because we've done the work and had the communication for me to establish that you actually have my good in mind, that you actually are for me, that you love me or care enough about me, that your goal is not to hurt me. Um, and so my defenses can come down a bit, right? Because now I'm not working on that assumption. Now I have some concrete truth, some things that we've established, some things that we've worked on and I've earned, you've earned a place in the relationship to speak into me and I've earned a place in the relationship to speak into you without the assumptions that can plague us and take us down and deter us or send us derailed on a different path. And often our conflict conflicts, that's what happens. We started out with one thing that was really important to us. And then we went on all these rabbit trails and it made it feel much bigger and worse off than it actually was. If we were to actually pause and go, wait, where did we start? What was the important thing? Because now we're talking about a bunch of stuff that has no bearing on this. And yet we're just like collecting rocks now to toss at each other yeah. because we're trying to defend that thing, that actual root that we really cared about and we were worried about. I wonder how our faith, how uh, a, a better understanding of who we are mm -hmm. in Jesus and who Jesus is in us, mm -hmm. how does, what role does that play mm -hmm. in how we handle and deal with conflict? Right. So I love that question because people who know who they are know who they're not. 
And so when I'm in a conflict, I'm making some assumption. I made some decision that you believe me to be either weak or that I my intentions are not good. And so I've given you the ability to determine that for me. Right. And so now I'm looking at you and now I need to correct this at any cost. I have to make sure that you flip that script and you may not even have had that script, but I am fighting so hard to do that. When we know who we are in Christ, even if you were to say like, you're a fool or you're, you're stupid or you're mean, I, yeah. I go, no, right? Like, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but now I haven't engaged in that because I don't believe there's truth in that. And in fact, I know there's not truth in that because I know what God says about me and I know who I am in Him. And I know uh, that even though I'm not perfect, that I'm modeling my walk, myself, my actions, my behaviors, my thoughts against what He has done, what He modeled for me. And so, yep, there might be some things I can improve in, but I don't have to take that. And if I don't take that, as my own, right? I didn't accept that truth. You can accept or deny anything that someone says to you. And if I deny it without even thought to it, because I am grounded in who I am in Christ, now I'm not emotional either. And now I can continue the work in the communication toward the resolution that we both want in this. And so you can see how quickly that absolutely makes a big difference in any conflicts or any uh, arguments you may be having with another person, because I haven't given you the authority to determine my worth, my goodness, my measure, right? Uh, I know what that is. And even though we're in a disagreement, even though we don't see eye to eye, that doesn't change my worth, my value, and who I am and the goodness that's in me. But it doesn't also change that for the other person as well, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell me some things that I think are off and I don't see how that accomplishes the good that I think we both agree on. Uh, But I don't see that as damaging your worth or your dignity. I see that as we're on two different paths and we're accountable to one God and that plays out differently in you. But I also understand that you have a different role in this world than I do. And if I believe that I'm pursuing God and I'm doing my best at it to examine myself and be aware of those things, and I believe that you're doing the same, then that doesn't change my perspective of you. I don't need to cut you out or call you bad or disregard you or dispose of you uh, because I see the dignity and worth in you that God gave you and that he abides in you and he sees you through. So I need to see people through the lens of perspective of our father who has a greater vantage point than any of us, right? I may not understand everything right now and I don't see how you could be so worked up or believe in that, in that way. Uh, But I do believe in your goodness and that God created you and that he's making all things good in all of us and that he's taking us on the journey. I don't need to force you into that box. I trust that God is doing the work in you and, and, and me as well. What resources are available for people who are struggling with conflict again in the workplace at home, mm-hmm. you know, with their extended family, what, like, are there, is there someplace we can point people? Is there some place where they can get started in that? Yeah. Uh, you definitely can go to, uh, our website, j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two wholeness.org. We have lots of resources, including this podcast, uh, but we have a YouTube channel and we have, uh, blogs and, uh, just a lot of information to help you through. We're very mindful of each season that we're in and the things that can be triggered in each of us in each season. And we try to provide helpful information for you so that you can succeed in life's challenges. Yeah. Is there information there about if someone wanted to take 
the journey to wholeness uh, course. Yes, we have groups starting all the time. We have groups starting this winter in Green Bay, uh, but we also have an online opportunity uh, that we'll be launching later this month as well. So we're really excited How about exciting. that. Yeah, I love anyone that. anywhere can walk through Journey to Wholeness uh, very very soon. Because right now, like you're just traveling all over the country, right? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm working on uh, intensive. So if an intensive is something you're interested in bringing to your uh, area, we do do that where we come into your town with whatever size group uh, that you're interested in having gone go through Journey to Wholeness and uh, doing that as well. So again, we're just trying to provide these tools and resources and help to everybody because everyone deserves to have their best life. And, uh, and we do that through scripture and through science as well, because together uh, they are really powerful to help us bring healing and wholeness uh, in our life. Love that. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the whole podcast. Uh, you can share this with friends that you feel like might benefit uh, from some of the things that we discussed here uh, today. You can also subscribe to the whole podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google Play. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast and would like to support uh, the efforts that we're making to, I don't know, help people live their best lives, mm-hmm. you can always visit lifechurchgreenbay.com slash give or giving. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's ways to for you to support the podcast production. Anyway, one more another, Becky. It was great uh, to spend this time with you today. I really enjoyed our conversation today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I hope you guys did too. We'll see you again next time.